The robot, the robot was where uh, the government used a or, or Department of Human Services. I'm not sure. They used a um, an, an algorithm. That's right. Uh, to analyse people's uh, yes. banking and, and uh, uh, sorry uh, wages and tax uh, information to determine whether or not they'd been overpaid. Yeah, and, and it was deemed to be unlawful in the end, yeah, wasn't it? It yeah. was. It was deemed to uh, have been found to be un unlawful, but the but the problem was that the the government really knew for some years beforehand that it was probably unlawful and yet they still and they went ahead pursued uh, the uh, the debts and um, the the minister at the time was uh, Stuart Robert right yeah, is the that right minister at the time was Stuart Robert and um, Christian Porter reappointed him or um, he well uh, Porter um, he is now. He was the, also the minister for the National in, uh, Disability. Uh, yes, that's right. Service National Disability yep. NDIS. Yes, yep. Now, what's actually happened was that uh, it's been leaked a draft bill to amend the National Disability Insurance Act has been. Uh, the public servants and Minister Robert have been working on that for several months, mm -hmm. and a draft has leaked out. And one of the problems is that the draft bill, in effect, gives Minister Roberts sweeping what's known as the Henry the Henry VIII power, powers. Power. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's I don't know whether it's going to to uh, to get through. Well, the, um, we were talking about the NDIS last week on the show, and this is uh, apart from all the other things that they're doing, all the um, restrictions that they're putting in place. Yes. You were saying that. Um, under this proposal, this this um, new draft proposal or the draft changes, the minister can decide what a participant can or can't spend their disability money on. Yes. They can't spend the money on ordinary living expenses. Well, what, well yes. Well, well, it will say. Well, this is within the draft proposal. Yeah. Now that's that's actually what actually happened. A legal expert said that Robert Stuart Robert is taking all of the King Henry VIII powers. Yeah. And he said you can't get a more uh, pure power grab. Right. The expert said. He said that's a god power. And so you know, long live the king. So what are they supposed be, to spend their money on if it's not ordinary? Direct, exactly. They can define what ordinary living expenses are, and if allegedly, if participants spend their disability money. On an ordinary living expense, it's deemed to be invalid, and they can claw that money back. Because it's not a disability expense. No. You've, you've got to <sighs> feel. I think you've got to feel it's sorry outrageous. for the person, the poor person on a disability, yeah. who's getting a disability pension, who wants to spend money on air conditioning for their house in Darwin, and the minister says no. This is someone with with MS who can't stand high temperatures or keep the their body temperature under control, not to not be allowed to buy something like that. That's that's dreadful. I, I, I must say, in, in to, for those people out there who might be on the end of yes, now, who may be worried by what we're saying, um, Robert has been moved to another portfolio. Linda uh -huh. Reynolds has um, taken up his position, and as I understand it, um, the other frightening part of the bill was they're going to. Uh, uh, Proceed with a new independent assessors. Oh yes, there that's right. Four or five yeah. companies outsourced. Some yeah. of them staffed by former um, robo debt public servants, by right. the way, senior public servant who are now gone into private business. Um, and 
uh, they were going to do these five-hour assessments. So you couldn't have your own doctor assess you. Independent people came and assessed. I understand that um, uh, Linda Reynolds, yeah, yeah. she made an announcement today that she, she wouldn't be proceeding with the uh, assessment five-hour assessment oh, regime, oh, as yeah. I understand it. Oh, that's good to hear. Sure. Anyway, we, we do absolutely do have to wrap up, Mike, but I just wanted to go over some of the things that, like the misuse of public money that, you know, presumably the Attorney-General would have some role in or at least would have some oversight of. So we've got the Regional Growth uh, yeah. Funds grants, $248 million, um, and... 234 of that went to coalition seats. We've got the drought grants, where the coalition ignored its own criteria, and six of the 14 councils didn't meet the criteria, but uh, most of the money went to coalition seats. We've got the sports grants, leading up to the 2019 federal election. You know, again, that was sort of pork barrelling for coalition marginal seats. Um, some 43% of the the projects were funded that were funded were ineligible. Then we've got oh goodness me, all sorts of other rorts and oh the Safer Communities Fund project, Dutton's use of the fund to support grants for two councils in the lead up to the by election in a highly marginal seat. Yeah. By the way, what else? What else have we got? The general announced an audit examination of whether the the audit of the grants by Dutton under the Safer Communities Funds was an effective and consistent um, uh, use of the Commonwealth grant rules. Yeah. In fact, look, the un about the only institution that's able to cast some of these things under the microscope is the, the Auditor General's General, Office. Whose money has been and, cut. And their funding has been cut about exactly. 18% I know, over I know. the years. Is... And it was cut 600, further 600,000 yeah. in the last 2020 federal budget. It's another, it's another so form of... Um, certainly seem to me to be afraid of having, of themselves being put on, their actions being put under the microphone. Yes, or they're sending a very strong mes message, don't come after us, you know, a kind of bullying tactic.